Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. All right, it is time for That Davis Show. We have been away with That Davis Show and The Flip. We are back. We took a little bit of breaks. Uh, things happens. Lives have changed. <laughs> I may have the Rona fall, I know. Brian, if he did have it, he beat it. All right, I went to my I went to my niece's birthday party. First of all, I'm Kenneth Davis, the host of That Davis Show. Follow me at That's Davis. You see the executive producer, Ryan B. Ski. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski 1 on Instagram and also Ryan B. Ski on Twitter. Uh, that he needs to use a tad bit more. Um, and Ryan has something he wants to tell everybody. Uh, it, it, uh, this is on, off the top. This the, the tippy. Take it from the top. The tippy. Uh, first of I all, like how you position it that I want to tell everybody. I um I uh I want to shout out to Otto Porter, uh, the Bulls uh, swing man, sharpshooter, who we rarely get to see out on the court, but uh, he is a, a lover of the ladies and. Not, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that, except in these Rona streets. And he's out there passing the bottle, drinking, drinking, drinking to all of the ladies at some, uh, look like a Halloween party, I guess he was at. Uh, yeah, like a kimono. That is officially this year. Did they find out? That's what I was wondering, too. Was that like 2018 and someone's trying to slide that in on him? So, you know what? We, well, let's just punt that. Because there's no verification, but I that he do deserves. like the idea of that being this year and Mark Eversley and the rest is of the, exactly like, it. like oh you jettison this dude, you really out here like that, right? You really live in like first of all, you ain't even been on the court. But again, listen, who who am I to talk about someone in their free time enjoying themselves as, as far as and as short as we know uh, this life can be? So anyway, with that, I'm bumping that off because we got more important things to talk to. First of all, Ryan cut his hair. You see, Ryan doesn't have the cap on. Show them how long the hair is, Ryan, still right now. Now, he cut it. Now, when you cut That's it. That's eight we, inches off the top. Pause. Um, when, he, when he cut it, we were trying to go over. Did you, Where'd you go get a cut at, Ryan? I uh, did uh, Children for Hair Loss as the charity, and I went through their mm. website and found one uh, like a local salon that was close to me. So they chopped it off, and they don't they send it all in. I just had to fill out some paperwork. Now, did they wash the hair, or did you wash the hair? Ooh, what did we do? I think we washed the hair, and then they chopped it off. Okay, how long did it take? Uh, not too long. It's basically was the same like last time. Put the rubber bands, figure out the the distance, Lift. chop, 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 chop. And then it's the actual haircut that takes any kind of time. So do you get the haircut for free or do you have to pay for the haircut? I had to pay for the haircuts, but I yeah. think that's actually the norm. I don't think they give you like if you go to Great Clips, they'll give you a free cut. But if you go to any type of like salon or whatever, they still charge you. OK, OK. Do you get a tax write off for that? I do. They should be sending me. I get a T-shirt too. Okay. Well, good cause. Representing. Definitely, definitely. Again, definitely. Can say the cause again. That who, 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 children for hair or children with hair loss. Shout out to them. Children for hair loss. Uh, second time Ryan is sitting there and giving his generous amounts of his quaff uh, to well, the streets. Uh, keep up. Wait for kids. They got twelve. <laughs> 
Wigs for kids demand so twelve. They won't take anything less. <laughs> so you and wasn't I going didn't have twelve to give this time. <laughs> you had twelve, Ron. Look how long your hair is right there. You could have given them close to twelve. You said you got to the eight. So if I you would have given... scared, I was scared that they were going to chop it off, and I was going to have like nothing up top. I was like freaking out about it. What's the lowest your hair has been in the, like the last twenty years? I mean, the okay, long years, hair is probably within the last five years, but before okay. that, I mean, we're talking short. But really? I've, I've officially transitioned. I'm a, I'm long hair, don't care forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So there's definitely some other news coming down the pike, uh, buddy. I'm gonna step out the way and let you do your thing. Announce it to the listeners what's going to take place. Uh, what's, what's going on in your life, Ryan? Well, I decided after a concurrence of events that uh, were both depressing, but I guess eye-awakening, I've decided to move out west like I've always wanted to. I'm done with Chicago winter. My whole life, it's been a decision of if I'm going to live in Illinois, it's going to be Chicago. I have I don't really like the state beyond Chicago, to be honest. And I definitely don't like living in my hometown at all anymore. Needed a change of scenery. And then, like, when you talk about going down south, like Florida, nah. And on top of it, I don't like East Coast time. When you're trying to do what we're trying to do with watching sports, you don't want to deal with East Coast time zone. So I wanted all the way out west. It was really between Vegas and Arizona, but I felt like I liked Arizona a little bit more and that the people that are there, and it's, it's a little bit better of a place for me, I think. But okay. if anything, it's right now. It's temporary. It's only like a six-month lease, so I can always jettison back, but that's just for me to get a start out there and see if I – if I'm actually correct in my dreams of being a West Coast boy. Okay. Okay. So you got it, Ryan. Is, is leaving. And also, Ken, you'll appreciate it. This is an ulterior motive here, too. Like, my mom is as stubborn as a mule when it comes to any type of abrupt or big-time change. And, like, we talked about with the hearing aid and all this stuff. Like, she needs to get out of this house because it has stairs. She needs a ranch. Mm-hmm. And... She needs somewhere where she doesn't have to do maintenance for winter and different types of things like that. So I tried to convince her for many years to try selling the house and moving, and she refuses. Now I'm going the other way. I'm going to move. I'm trying to convince my sister to come with me down there. And if she is stuck alone with her kids in one area of the country, she is going to be forced to move out there whether she likes it or not. So is your sister going to move? Uh, to be determined. She, I've just been planting the seed. and But the main thing is she wants to allegedly go to Colorado. So that's still out in that area, and that would still work. My mom could just kind of sp- split the difference somewhere, maybe like Flagstaff or something like that. I don't know. Uh, all right. So congratulations, definitely. As your bro, I'm happy for you. Uh, we we, we will see you doing the show so far. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> what? I'm just joking, because listen, this is the thing. What, in the mountain time, or are you in central time in Phoenix? They are mountain time when the clocks here shift in November. They're mountain time until the clocks shift again, then they go west coast. They don't shift. 
they that's the time when it when everybody else is shifting that's what happens with their time so technically because we've talked about perhaps doing a morning show i mean it'd be like what 10 o'clock my time perhaps <laughs> like yeah, so yeah, we're still going to bring you the show. Uh, this will just probably move to the morning time or it'll be late in the evening time after Ryan is off of work. Uh, we'll still do the flip because he'll have off on weekends. But more importantly, our brother's going out to explore and fulfill himself. And man, we got to be happy for that. Uh, taking uh, a little bit of rain and turning to sunshine and uh, just going out and exploring the world as a young person as he should, man. So definitely, Ryan, do your thing. I'm proud of you. Um, I look forward to you. Being happy, you know what I'm saying. I look forward Me to the too. sports. Um, I look forward to visiting you. Um, oh yeah, three-hour plane the, ride. You can when the fly out is, of Rockford. Well, never. And I got family in Rockford. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I go to Rockford to get to Tampa? Is that the only direct flight? No, to I just really like it because Allegiant, like they're as cheap as Spirit, but they're as comfortable as United. Really? They got they got big birds. They are prompt, always on time. There is no delay, no nothing. They get you there early sometimes. I love it. Okay, but I'm still not driving to Rockford to go get on a plane. How far are you from Rockford, Ryan? Basically equidistance from Chicago. See, I'm not. <laughs> nah, I go to Rockford, I'm going to hang out with my family, and then I'm going to chill out and bring myself back to Chicago. But that's it, everyone, right? Uh, taking his talents to Tempe, Arizona. Uh, fulfilling uh, his dreams and also making some more dreams. Whoever knows, I, I want you to still get down there and start messing with the industry and get around and find out if uh, you can get on producing somewhere, doing something like that uh, would be nice. Uh, and kind of get back into that mode. But whatever you want to do, man, but it's, it's definitely dope. Um, as long as you're happy, you know what I'm saying? Is what really That's matters. definitely part of the plan. Like, it's been tough with COVID in the Chicago market, especially finding a job in the sports media world. Phoenix, a little bit smaller of a market, but still all the major professional sports. So I'm thinking maybe that gives a little bit more opportunity out there. All right. So definitely want to jump into a little bit of post game for the Bears and a little bit of pre with the upcoming game against the Lions. We knew the Bears got uh, beat up Sunday night by the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers was looking nice. Time I see Aaron Rodgers look nice, it makes me feel bad for calling uh, Patrick Mahomes a baby goat, but baby goat is just facts. After calling what I after calling like I see it, uh, but we, we had the return of Mitch Trubisky with Nick Foles being out with the hip pointer. Uh, initially, it was initially it was doing well. I, I will give kudos to this. I think Bill Lazor is uh, coaching to his players' strengths um, when it comes to play calling. Is what I should say. Uh, now that he's doing play calling until Matt Nagy feels that he has to snatch it back. Because Matt Nagy keeps threatening us with, it's not permanent, right? It's like, please don't hit me anymore, father, right? <laughs> he keeps threatening us with that, right? Uh, but Bill Lazor, I, th- I feel like, did a really good job. Having Mitch there uh, definitely opened up some of the run game for David Montgomery, having one of his best games, if not as his best game as a bear, uh, with the threat of Mitch's feet. Um, but, of course, Mitch was Mitch. Uh, I think the the first interception we were all fine with, especially with it being going into uh, halftime. I believe it was halftime. I don't think that was the end of the first quarter. I think that was in the second quarter. That's why it was kind of unimportant. Uh, but the fumble was when it was like, oh, and it was it was a stupid fumble too, because at that point, common sense tells you just to wrap the ball up. So that was I, I made a. I, I, I don't know if you haven't seen this player play, Ryan, but the great Mark Price. Anytime. Mm. 
the double team would come down. When it was closing down, you would see a hand and the ball stick through it, right? And mm-hmm. the double, I mean, we're talking about like Pippen and Jordan, Horace Grant and one of the other two other wing players, like closing down. And you would see this hand in the ball and then Mark Price would step like and it, it, it would happen all the time. And you're like, how is he getting through the double team like this, right? And that's what looked like what Mitch was trying to do with the, the back to football sticking out right there when it got knocked out of his hand or when his arm got hit. Uh, so that's when it started to be like, oh, here we go again. And then the, the, the interception and the triple coverage was just ridiculous. You know, yeah. it's just especially when you have a you especially when you have a player that you hope has been growing from sitting on the bench. I will say this too. Uh, something <laughs> so that much for that, by the way. Right, right. Because initially you, you you were thinking like maybe, even though you knew you were lying to yourself, it's like mm, hopefully. But the thing too that I did not like, and I'm not saying that Matt Nagy has been uh, um, an ally to, to, 10 toes down for Mitchell Trubisky, um, but when he was like, man, I was blindsided and basically saying how unfair it was. Dude, you haven't played well since 2018 consistent. Right. And uh, really, 2018 before you hurt your shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you you haven't been the same guy outside of a, a, a fourth quarter from the, with the Eagles in the playoffs, you have not been the same guy whatsoever. So you need to relax because you've been given every possibility, you know, like just every possibility. And you have not taken the bulls by the bull by the horns or you 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 lack the ability to take the bull by the horns, because I think we all believe he's a hard worker. Uh, but still. So you have well, Ken, to your point, you know, if. He is like going to be the like when you're saying take the bull by the horns, be the leader, be the guy in charge. You know your offense stinks and you can't give up turnovers. That's the ultimate way that you're going to lose. Your only chance is if you play perfect football where you take care of it and you get enough points. What do you do when giving up idiotic fumbles and interceptions? Like you can't do that. It it doesn't matter how much uh, of playtime you've gotten, how much game plan you've been paying attention to. You know what you have to do out there. You can't just give the football away. With one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, you know, like, and he's, he's, he's got the Vulcan mind lock with his coach right now, Matt LaFleur to where he's dialing it up for Aaron Rodgers. Um, they listen that run game. Akeem Hicks was out with the hamstring. Uh, he was definitely Ooh. missed. But man, yeah. that run game when you have uh, uh, Jones and Williams that 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 two those two dynamic running backs, one hitter, another one, and Aaron Jones who can catch the ball and still hit you hard too. Uh, they did that dizzle. Uh, Aaron Rodgers passing the ball all around. Lazard had returned this game. Uh, the receiver Lazard had returned this game. Uh, man, it was. It was what the Bears deserved. Old-fashioned, like, Mark Tressman ass-whooping right there. Yeah, you got. it was going back to the show we did a couple weeks ago, titled The Bears Heading in the Right Direction. And what do you see consistently? National television, people, and pundits. Listen, four weeks ago, people were saying nobody was going to uh, fall on their blade for this, right? Well, I don't mm-hmm. want to say fall. Fall means you did, you're taking the responsibility. Pushed on their blade is what I should say. Um now, it kind of seems like at least Matt Nagy is probably out of here if he doesn't swing the ship around. Now, we may not be lucky. Okay, to hold on. Hold uh-huh. on. Because I was going to try to bring up Mitchell Trubisky, the starter for this week, but you're right. Who cares about that? Nobody cares about this season. Because one of my up for grabs for you was, is there any hope for Bears fans that both these guys are out of here? And if not, if it's just one, 
who do you think's getting out? I think this one is Ryan. I mean, this is Matt Nagy. Uh, because, you know, he does not have the relationship with the ownership that Ryan Pace has. You know, being that Ryan Pace works closer to them, proximity-wise, being a general manager. Just massaging Ted's right. shoulders. Mm-hmm. You like mm-hmm. that, George? We're gonna George get, I- we're going to get a good <laughs> offense in here, George. Don't worry. It's coming. Right. right. Massage Virginia's feet. You know, like, so... You know, it's with that haircut too. Like, yeah, you know, I'm out here. I'm, I'm dripping, right? I got drip for sale. Don't touch these shoulders. Touch these feet. <laughs> I am the matriarch, right? And had, listen, had 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 her tail up there in Green Bay watching that shellacking take place, right? Like she came all the way up there. You know, she was thinking about her daddy that night. Um, you know, honestly, why do they make that trip up there? Like, you know what you're gonna get, right? right? <laughs> But you know what? When you bring that point up, is that is that also is that perhaps not just for themselves, but also for the people that work for them to let them know, hey, we're watching you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, listen, I'm, I'm, I got my eye here. I'm here personally to see what's going on, what's taking place on that field and in that locker room. Um, well, they so, saw it. They saw it firsthand. Up, what's happening up close and personal now? Um, me personally, until he gets hurt again, and I'm not wishing it on him, I feel like you may as well let Mitch be out there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you, you may as well just drain Mitch. And I mean, in a positive light, maybe. Listen, even for Mitch, for some other team to maybe see something they like, uh, with the Bears probably not bringing him back since they didn't pick up his fifth year option. Um, just put him out because the, listen, there's no need for the Nick Foles show anymore. I, even I the worst part is this: Nick Foles gonna be a starting quarterback next year, though, at the beginning of the season. Ugh. He is. I mean, what's worse? Was even worse with his contract. <clears throat> Sorry, and with him having that option when he signed here. Basically, the option was if you play well, you can opt out and you can get some more money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, with, with having that option, who is searching for for Nick Foles right now? Who is like, you know what I need? Right? But do you I mean, think like maybe you could? Just start Mitch and basically send the message right now to Foles. Like, you can be here and be the backup if you want because we're going to draft a guy and he's going to be the starter. And you try to force his hand out of here? Is that that a possibility? See, the only problem with that is the option is his option. So right. if, if, if basically he can still get the, the whatever money he was supposed to get from that Jacksonville deal, the annual. And it is a lot. Right. So why it's kind of listen, it's like Otto Porter, right? Otto Porter's not opting out right now. Why would he leave twenty some million dollars on the table when he hasn't been healthy? True. Right. Like, no. I'm but I mean, if there. Nick's going to stick around to be the backup, I'm fine with that. It's better than Chase Daniel or whoever other retread they're going to do. Listen, I, the question is, he will probably be the starter initially because you may not. Yeah, that's that's where I got the problem. Yeah, probably. But think about it. I mean, look, even if the Bears were lucky enough to draft our guy and Trey Lance, Trey Oof, Lance cannot. He's coming, baby. We just need a couple more losses. But listen, he can't start the season, though, Ryan. He's only had one season in a lower level of college football. Like, that's asking a lot, right? Like, that. I mean, that's asking a whole hell of a lot out of a kid. You know what I'm saying? Now, maybe it could be like Russell Wilson and Matt Flynn, a situation where, you know what, we're in training camp. And this kid is just down and it's just right. dazzling us. And we have to go with the best option. That would be great. Um, but see, that's it's just I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. look at 
the upcoming game against the Detroit Lions. Um, listen. We need DeAndre kitty. Swift to catch that pass this time. Go kitty, yeah, go kitty cats, go. <laughs> the Lions have a lot. It was uh, Shelton's out. They got a lot of injuries coming to this. Um, but hopefully, man, the Lions will sit there and continue the, this drubbing that the Bears are taking because, and we said this at the beginning of the year when I believe they still had a chance to make the playoffs because they had five victories. They were five and one at the time. That this was still a, a, a Fugazi team. It was going to be a team that uh-huh. would make it to the playoffs and get their asses handed to them in the first uh, the first game that they played, the first round, since everybody has a first round except the one uh, team, that the top teams in both conferences. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but um, when you're still thinking about it, like this, this is one of those games. This and the Jags game are the games that clearly the Bears have a chance to win. I don't think I don't think the Bears are going to beat to the Texans. To be honest with you, I think I Deshaun Watson come. Either. I'm looking for y'all because he knows you should be with him and he should be with you. And J.J. Watt has been balling a little bit lately. And this offensive line, welcome, sir. Here's the backfield. Great point, Ryan. Great point. So, uh, again, it's it's been it's been a you know what? It turned into a fun year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'll be fun if they find a way to lose to Detroit and just Uh their only victory is Jacksonville. You're right. I'm in total agreement with you, right? And I still, I'm look, we're looking for Mike Glennon to get some of his. This is the revenge of we didn't draft you or we played you, right? When it comes to uh, when it comes to Deshaun Watson and Mike Glennon, right? Oh, to- come on, that's got to be a clause in Ryan Pace's contract when he signed the extension. If Mike Glennon ever beats you as starter, you officially You're retire out. from You're the out. NFL. You're out, long neck Glennon. I was watching the game and I'm like, why are those kids with that lady? And I'm like, that must be Mike Glennon's wife. And Surely it was his wife out there <laughs> during the game, right? I'm like, that thing picks him with the Ronos. I was like, that's got to be the team's uh, wives or something. It definitely was. Oh, uh, boy. But, yeah, definitely, I mean, to me, the, every every game this season with the Bears, and I'm really talking about the victories, have been stressful. Oh, uh, you haven't God, had yeah. any relief. Um, it was just hard. They were hard victories, and like, we weren't even playing. Imagine playing through those joints. You know what I'm saying? Like the first couple, you like, cool. When you get to the fifth one, you like, man, come on, dog. I just want to go home and relax. I don't want right. to, you know, like these, these are getting hard and, and difficult for, and we're a team that should be able to do this in an easier fashion. Um, so, I mean, imagine say? if uh, there wasn't COVID, the pandemic, and we were going to each other's houses watching this stuff every Sunday. Man, I mean, it it would have hit a point like, do we even want to do this? Is, right. is this for real? Right. Like, we're, uh, definitely, we was we don't stop going to each other's houses. I'll tell you that much. Right? Like, even like, even D stop hosting anytime. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'd be like, I'm not coming to the city to watch this take place. Uh, so it, it definitely, you know what I'm saying? It's it's been stressful, and it's been stressful because we knew that the shine had gone off of this vehicle that is Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace and uh-huh. that it, it, was, it wasn't true. And again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing. I, I'm, I wasn't Matt Nagy guy and I was wrong. You know what I'm saying? Um, clearly I was wrong. Um, so now it seems like if, if they finish and maybe get another win or two, Matt Nagy's going to have to play the price for that. If you pay attention to the show, we, you know that both of us feel both of them should have to pay the price. Ryan Pace has been here for what, six seasons now? Yeah, six. Like, to me, he has to go. Like, I, I think you probably get rid of both because you don't want to hamstring 
the next person to having Matt Nagy. But if you're going to just fire one, I think it's got to be Ryan Pace. I mean, what players has he really like Khalil Mack? You traded for him like Eddie Jackson hasn't been the player that he was before. And then you move over to offense. There has been nobody that he's gotten that you say, man, Ryan Pace found this guy. It's a bona fide stud. Like that's a talent evaluator right there. I'm in total agreement with you. He's been here for six years and only had one winning season. All right. So one one winning season in six years. And all he has basically done, he's definitely made some some good draft picks later in the draft, but all he basically has done is spend McCaskey money to cover up his mistakes. Yeah. You look at Robert Quinn is completely useless right now. He's your second highest player. Right. And look at Leonard Floyd out there right now. You could have have signed Leonard Floyd to a two or three year deal and shrunk that 15 million cap hit that you would have gotten for him and had a better player than Robert Quinn, a more versatile player. Now, listen, hindsight's 2020. Uh, If if we go back to this offseason and you tell me I can have Robert Quinn and Leonard Floyd, what Leonard Floyd has done, I'm taking Robert Quinn. But he's supposed to know better than me. And I'm talking about Ryan Pace. Exactly. You're not running the bears. Right. And that's your guy. Even though sometimes uh, we can get upset that people don't let go of their guys. He let go of his guy, but it wasn't time to let go of your guy. Basically. And Ken, I bet you, if you were Ryan Pace or in that position, you wouldn't have said, okay, I've spent all this money on Cleo Mack. Let me spend all the rest of my money on Robert Quinn and let me completely ignore the offensive line. Oh, and then let me throw away a fourth round pick for Nick Foles for like $30 million. Like it's insanity. I'm in total agreement with you. You keep trying to rob Peter to pay Paul for your mistakes and Ryan Pace. And he needs to be held accountable. Um, listen, they, they, they well, he helped build a terrific defense at one point. That that's it, it is commendable, but still, it's time to go. You know, like it's you still have some of these defensive players that you can hold over for the next regime. Some of them, like some of these guys, are gonna have to go. Like they're gonna need a quarterback to cover up for some of their liabilities because what mm-hmm. you gonna do with Akeem Hicks? Is his contract? Right. What you gonna do with Cal Fuller? You have to sign Cal Fuller. Like, how's Eddie Goldman going to come back after a year? Of no football? Good, good, good point. But the only thing good about Eddie Goldman is he didn't accrue a year. So, mm-hmm. he, so that new contract he just signed, he's still going to be where he was at last year with it. So, you still have Eddie Goldman. You have Leno and Massey coming at the end of their deals, even though neither one is making significant money. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you have to start. You can't get rid of the money, basically. Like, you have to decide, basically to get rid of Allen Robinson, your best offensive player, so you have enough money to pay for offensive linemen. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I so, mean, he he just he's always taking one step forward, one step back, or two steps back if you're Ryan Pace. Like, it's just consistent. And if he's, he's going to go into this draft and start trading up and going crazy, it's like, okay, what are we and, doing here? And this is the crazy thing. You're going to probably have if – you're, if you're talking quarterback or tackle, one of the top two tackles – you're going to have to trade up, period. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the uh, – and he may not even be a tackle. Slater, the Northwestern kid, a lot uh-huh. of people have him at 6'3", being a guard, uh, because they're talking about his, he's not tall enough and his arms aren't long enough. So, like, if you're going for the two tackles, I know one of them is from Oregon. I can't remember where the other one is from. and I think both of them didn't even opt in this year. Um, you're going to have to sit there and go up to get those. And, I mean, it's not sexy. We would say get a quarterback. Sooner or later, you're going to have to in his offensive line. That's just the truth of the matter. No doubt. 
you can't like you. One thing now that you can do is I don't know how good Mustafa is going to be, but what you may have settled is your guards and your center position because mm-hmm. Mustafa is good. Cody Whitehair, you can go play right. James Daniels healthy, come back from that pet. You can come in and play left. Now, mm-hmm. Ryan Pace, since you love the Saints so much, your old school Saints when Drew Brees first got there and you're strong up the middle. And now, oh all boy, you don't say that name before drafting a quarterback. All you really need is a tackle. You need two tackles, but if you can find a good, a, 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 a playable left, you can do mm-hmm. what you need to do with the right for the time being. You know what I'm saying? But you have to flip this around. Uh, and it's definitely time to see some change in, in Hollis Hall. Uh, we've been asking for it for a minute now this season, but it's definitely time for us to see it. And, um, Big time. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, as a Bears fan, you should be calling for it. You shouldn't be settling. Right. You should be calling for it. All right, still sticking here in Chicago. Uh, we got training camp opening up for the Chicago Bulls. We already know that there's been a regime change when you have Arturis Karnasovas as your vice president of basketball operations and Mark Eversley as your general manager. Um, we have Billy Donovan here. We're going to find out. Billy Donovan, our guy from Florida, you know, OKC. Uh-huh. Um, but we're going to find out how good he really is as far as um, developing these young players that the Bulls have and trying to figure out a system that can sit there and, 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 and get the best out of all their, their assets when it comes to Zach Levine, uh, Kobe White, uh, Denzel, I mean, uh, uh, Carter, Wendell Carter Jr., uh, especially Laurie Markkinen, uh, to see if Laurie Markkinen deserves any money uh, moving into the future. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's mm-hmm. hard. It's, it's hard looking at how he's regressed since his rookie year when it seemed like, man, we may have a diamond in the rough. And I ain't talking about just a regular diamond. Like, I'm talking about, right. the, yeah, like, whoo, look at this. He looked spider. like maybe the third or, fest, uh, third or fourth best player out of his class at one point. Right, right. Easily, easily. So um, that that's these are just some of the questions that you're going to have to see. Uh, I am excited, though. I must say that there's only four preseason games. Um, rookies, there's no, there was no, tra- there's no real training camp. There's, there was no um, summer league for these rooks, you know, so to get their feet wet. They just got drafted a couple a week or two ago, right? right. Like, you just put your hat on. It's like, take your ass to Chicago, right? Like, right. Uh, so we're gonna see how good Patrick Williams, uh, what Patrick Williams is uh, from reporting, early reporting of uh, the players and people say they like him. Uh, Billy Donovan says he definitely likes what he sees, and he was in early on him. I don't know if I was reading that in the Ken, athletic. Go ahead. Who's that that guy on OKC that was like a big time weapon against those Rockets when the Thunder pushed them in the playoffs? Uh, I think he was Canadian or something like that. That really athletic freak, and he was just like draining threes. Like I wonder if maybe Billy Donovan can put him in some of those kind of situations, like he did for the player that I'm about to look up at this point. Okay, because I can't remember um, the player. You're talking about uh, Patrick Williams or Laurie Marketing when you're talking about using that player. Uh, Patrick Williams. Listen, I, I, it'd be interesting to see Laurie Marketing commented on uh, Patrick Williams and said that, you know, Shuddy looks right. Donovan was talking him up as far as uh, his natural ability, as far as handling the ball, passing the defense. Um, we're going to see. I mean, they're not going to put, they're not going to press this kid. So that one thing is they're definitely going to bring him along slowly. Uh, there's no reason to, even though they may take the only way he may get a lot of tick early is depending on what happens with um, with uh, Otto Porter. But you would think with them giving a uh, re-signing Denzel Valentine that he's going to get some of those Otto Porter minutes. Uh, Chad Hutchinson is going to get a chance to take some of those minutes too. Garrett Temple, 
the guy that they signed as well. And also, Sato was probably going to be playing some swing guy too, like he did last year. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm definitely looking forward to it because it's like a brush. It was uh, Lou Gens Dort, by the way. Don't remember him. I don't at all. (laughs) Not Lulu. Uh, But yeah, it's definitely going to be a good time over at the UC with no fans in there. I am a tad bit worried uh, when you're talking about how many games take place in an NBA week, what happens when players catch uh, the coronavirus, because they they will catch it since there's no bubble uh, with the NBA. I wonder and I assume uh, since they, they, they put out the scheduling in two parts, will there be a part in the springtime that if we get to a situation where everything has to be shut down, that they may sit there and return to a bubble with a certain amount of teams? Uh-huh. Uh, since it works so well, um, but it, it's going to be hard. It's going to be an interesting uh, season, unfortunately, because you're going to see a lot of teams playing without their star players and best players uh, because they may have contacted coronavirus. Also, guys aren't going to be playing just because of proximity. And, you know, it may be a situation where, you know, he was by someone that that, uh, caught COVID and he may not be able to play this game, but may be able to come back and play the next game because the rapid testing came back negative. But still, it's going to be interesting. But I'm I'm excited for it because – uh, man, baseball is gone for so long. Baseball, like basketball, see, well, basketball is doing unfair. Because it just like when it's coming back, right? <laughs> oh, like, right back. It's like, you back again. And baseball, it's like, I, I have to wait months to get my hands wrapped up around a baseball team again. And then on top of that, get back to the, the Tony La Russa dilemma, uh, which, you know what I'm saying? They Listen, that's another thing, too, that I was thinking about. Uh, the Bears, listen, Jerry Reinsdorf is so happy that the Bears suck. Right? Oh, my God, yeah. Because that put Tony LaRusa on the back burner. You know what I'm saying? Like, if the Bears were doing good, people would still be paying attention to the Bears, but their angst would still be at some of it, especially the people that are fans of the Southside team, would be aimed at Tony LaRusa. But with the Bears doing this and the election taking place, it kind of just right up on it. Oh, we don't have to hear from Tony Russo again in spring training. You know what I'm saying? Which by then, you know, he's going to be out there like the hip grandpa. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. say, say, you know, right, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's lit. <laughs> right? Like, you know. Did I say it right, Tim? It's lit. <laughs> Tim, like that, Tim? All right. All right. Like, that's what you're going to end up getting. That's yeah. a great point, though, because why I'm, I'm excited, a big reason for the Bulls, and it's not that I wouldn't be regardless because of regime change, coaching change, but it's really all the same players, and we kind of all agree, like, we know what these players are. Now, maybe a couple of them rise up and become, like, really intriguing pieces for the core moving forward. We'll see about that. But with the Bears being this dreadful, it's like you don't want to look at the White Sox negatively. You don't want to look at the Cubs negatively. You don't want to look at the Bulls negatively. Like, you are in hell right now. Give me any type of optimism. And the Bulls, yeah, it best case scenario, they're like an eighth seed in the East. But the other best case is we see some real production out of them and we see that arrow actually like moving in the right direction. Yeah, and you would think that replacing management and a coach and bringing in a professional head coach and also a guy that won two national championships in college, uh, that there should be some improvement in player development. Like you, I would think that. Now, it may may not be for sure, but I'm pretty sure there's going to be uh, a definitely an improvement when it comes to player development. Uh, we already know that Billy Donovan wants to play fast, which actually goes well with the players that they have on this team. Which, right. when you're thinking about finally, Jim Boylan, finally, 
Right. When you talk about like free, they did not bring in a point guard. I mean, I mean, we know Garrett Temple can play the point, but as far as you know, since someone really supplanting uh, the, the uh, Kobe White's minutes, so we're going to definitely see a heavy amount of Kobe White out there and see what necessarily he can do. We know he can score. We know as fast as you know what. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to having basketball back. Because uh, it kind of keeps us in a rhythm and gives us something to do during these long winter nights when uh, you're, you're trapped oh, yeah. in the house. When you're trapped in the house in Chicago and it's freezing, but someone's going to be down. Yeah, there. some people will be frozen. Going to be watching basketball now. <laughs> you're not going to have to be in the house. <laughs> like, like hey, it's still part. COVID. I'll be in the house at least till the COVID winter part. Sure. Yeah. Listen, you are not going to be in the house. <laughs> You are so not going to be in the house. I can see it's that. my word against yours, sir. You can't take me to a court of law over that. You don't even have to worry about OG. You like you're going to be warm weather, flip flops. Oh, there. the Bulls are on. Right, man, button it up. Like you're totally not going to be in the house. But yeah, I'm definitely the Bulls. And then, lucky enough, because again, not joking. Uh, we're gonna get some elements of what's happening in the, the Valley of the Sun. Uh, you got the, the Phoenix Suns looking right right now. I got Chris Paul. Yeah, I'll let you know how Chris Paul and Devin Booker are doing out there. Yeah, and dog, you get to watch Devin Booker close games out. Uh, that's a little exciting. Those Suns, you know, right. I don't know if they can play a lick of defense to get them competitive enough, but offensively, they should be nice. Ooh, you get to watch Kyler Murray home games. Oh, right, <laughs> right. Like, dude, you're like that's sports wise. You got an improvement, uh, yeah. Wise, man, you got some smile on your face outside of not being in this cold weather. So hey, yeah. you're gonna have to come down for spring training, especially too. If the socks are in Tempe, right? They're not. In, they, they used to be in Tucson. They may be in Tempe now. I believe. Uh, was it broke? Was it? Um, what's it? Uh, Camelback? 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 Yeah, yeah Camelback? Yeah, I believe it may be in Tempe. But yeah, I definitely need to. I definitely, definitely need to. Again, like you said, I, are they even going to allow fans? I mean, I guess they can still have people in the outfield, but are they even going to allow fans in the damn stadium where, you know, fields with the COVID? Because, I mean, it's bad enough you're going to be trying to keep the players healthy and away from mm-hmm. every day. But definitely, I mean, I'm definitely coming. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid to be on an airplane, though. You know what I'm saying? During this, I mean, I know you're talking about your Rockford flights, but I don't know what type of hazmat suit you're wearing on that bad boy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The standard. <laughs> standard hazmat <laughs> <laughs> The old standard hazmat suit. Oh, uh, but man, yeah. But still, also, we have training camp commencing for all the teams in the league, the NBA, the association this week. Is anyone beating the Lakers? Is there any reason to watch this season? That's a good question right there, Ryan. I don't know because I read Is it. Nets. It's up to the Nets, basically, to make this year interesting? I, my, You know what I'll say? My dark horse, and I'm, this is just being um, repetitive as far as going from last year, my dark horse is um, Ty Lue and the Clips because uh-huh. just looking at the fact that you got rid of Montrez, a true religion hero who came to the bubble with nothing. All right. Um, you sat there, you brought in Surge. You got, and I'm not saying Nicholas Batum is really something, but it's another long body that you can throw out there 
You know what I'm saying? They re-signed uh, Marcus Morris Sr. Um, you know, like just some of the moves that they've made. Um, I, you know, if they if they if if, if, if Talu can change the attitudes there, then mm-hmm. they got a chance. But that, it, it, I hate to say it depends really. I should say on Kawhi, but it's gonna depend on uh, Talu holding uh, Kawhi's feet to the flame. Uh, and I, I know that Kawhi's enjoying this superstar status, but he needs to realize he's a work a, 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 a lunch pail superstar. You know, right. like you, you how did you get here? Right, you can't be a diva. You're not a diva superstar. You're not. You're not that type of talent. You know what I'm saying? And, and also, not to diminish his talent, but he has to carry others with him. And that's even more what I mean by a diva superstar. Where of course you're going to get fringe benefits. But are those benefits starting to hurt the team? And depending on if you really want to win, if you're prioritizing winning, some of that needs to slide back so you can be the leader that these people need to follow you to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? And also, not just to follow you, but to pick you up on times where – because I don't feel like he choked as much in that last game. Not to say he, there wasn't some gagging, but he he looked like – he looked in the Sixers series the year before where he was dragging his body up the court. Look, he, he can perform while he's dragging his body up the court, but you see it in those back-to-backs where he's just, and it may be, it may be a game between, but there's only so many bullets in that Kawhi gun every season. You know what I'm saying? Like there's right. only, there, there's even only, with half the season off, right, basically. Right. Exactly. Even with that, there's only, there's only so much, there's only so much. So uh, I would definitely say them, uh, yeah. Who Denver I mean, at all? Does Denver maybe with development with if you, if some Michael guys Porter taking a step up? And Michael Porter Jr. snaps. But the only problem with that, they still kind of have to figure out who goes when. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you have yeah. you have Jamal Murray really getting to a whole nother level in in basketball. You know what I'm saying? We already know uh, Jokic was an MVP candidate uh, for the last few seasons. Uh, really outside of last year, but the two seasons prior to that, you know what I'm saying? And and we heard Michael Porter Jr. talking about, hey, they need to let me get my shots up during the bubble. So it mm-hmm. depends on how they all work that out and how Malone does with that. I do think um, I'll be interested to see what Doc does in, in Philadelphia. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I will be – but I don't think they're championship worthy. But they have – Milwaukee start- do anything with for you with Drew Holiday? If they would have gotten Bogdanovich, I would be like, you know what? They closer to getting it done. You know what I'm saying? But to have that trade blown up, it's just like, damn, son, you really needed that. Right. Like you like they needed Brogdon the year before or they needed Bogdanovich this year. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like you really needed that. So, I mean, like I like Drew Holiday, you know what I'm saying? But now you're asking for a lot. I mean, it also comes back to what changes has Giannis made. I mean, he's already MVP, but I mean, unless Giannis is knocking down threes at like a 35% clip, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like a dependable shot somewhere. Yeah, and you're pulling out the other team's bigs. You know, like unless he's doing that to where, you know what, putting up a wall isn't going to stop me anymore. You know, like you put up the wall, he starts dribbling back and just be like, and keeps like – then yeah, it's I, I'm like I'm all in on that team, but they're a regular season team basically, and it's it's due to the lack of shooting and refi- shooting refinement by their their their, their uh, best player. Uh, and but I mean, I, there's only so much I can say. You should, can ask for somebody that's that dominant, but still, if, if listen, if he can knock down, if he was a, a shooter like Anthony Davis, 
it would be crazy with his motor. That, oh like, my gosh. What Giannis would be doing. So um, it's hard. Like when you're saying that, it's really hard to say anybody outside of the Lakers. And the net, the, the net situation is we have to remember that they have two players. And I, I won't say KD is injury prone uh, because he had the foot issue when he was sitting there with OKC, but he's been basically healthy since then. Um, Tyree mm-hmm. is injury prone, though. All right, that's just the truth. And how many minutes are they going to play? You know, and then when we start going deeper to like, how, like also, they're going to be trying to figure it out. You got Kyrie out here on KG's, I mean, KD's podcast talking about Steve Nash ain't our head coach. I mean, it's going to be a lot. Right. I was going to say, how many minutes until Kyrie's just annoying everybody in the building and he wants out? And, and on top of that, you're in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like, and people are not going to be looking at the Knicks. They're no! Gonna, <laughs> the Knicks are going to be an afterthought. Listen, this this helps the Knicks because actually Aaron Rose can fix them. He has about a year and a half to really get them right because nobody's paying attention to them right now. Like, they're going to be focusing on the Knicks, let alone if they get James Harden. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, then it's really going to be crazy, the media. I mean, it's New York City. It's the media capital of the world. Uh, so yeah, that, that, that I don't, it's, and you know, the thing is Katie's availability worries me, even though I mean, I still think he should be a top five player uh, when he comes back, but really it's Kyrie's volatility. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a very smart young man, uh, whatever, but it's, 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 that's the thing that is like, you know, does Kyrie want to play? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Mentally he'll just check out if he wants right. to, you know what I'm saying? So that, that, that I can't. Have them that high. If the Heat had made a move, it it had been the Heat. Like if you know, I don't know. Listen, I know I couldn't do it. If I, if I said I'm gonna give, let me send you uh, two number ones, Tyler Hero. Um, who else? Can, and and uh, Kendrick Nunn, right? Mm-hmm. Still ain't enough for me to get a. a, a, a I mean, a, um, Harden, right? Mm-hmm. Still ain't gonna give you. I'm just talking about I, I told you already, I would love to see James Harden in the heat form with, with Bam and with uh, um, uh, no, Jimmy. You no, know what I'm no, no, I would love, I would love with that attitude of that team and his scoring, it would be and it's in Miami, so it's got that sex appeal too. It would be sweet. Uh, or I would prefer I, I prefer to see Harden with Philadelphia. Or the Heat rather than with the Nets, because if the Nets is just effing overkill, and I also don't think they, I, I, a feeling is they won't get it done. But even if they get it done, we all are going to really like it anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's going to feel like okay, you guys stacked the deck, so whatever. But I got a feeling that even with James Harden, they wouldn't be able to figure it out and get it done. Especially, I don't think they'd be able to beat LeBron. I mean, that Lakers team when they've had a Schroeder, I'd love that pickup for them. Like. I don't know. AD and him are just, I think, too good still. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. You look at how well LeBron played last year. You know he's not falling off whatsoever. Um, you know, like he, I, I'm like totally he, he might have some bad numbers early because he's going to conserve his body for later. But playoff time comes. Right. Like he should be playoff Pete, not Paul George. Man, no, he whose name should not be mentioned. You notice when I talked to Clippers, I did not say one thing about his. He should not be mentioned. I had to bring him up because he was passionately against Paul George for good reason. Oh, Paul George. Paul George hurt that team getting fringe benefits when he hadn't proven himself enough 
in the league. He is not Kawhi Leonard. Um, no, you you need to be playing a tab in more shorty. Uh, like he should he should have been the Pippen. And what I mean by Pippen, now I hate to be hyper local, but like one thing you always heard about Pippen was he was a great teammate. Like Mike was a jerk. Pippen lift you up. He's Pippen. Kawhi should uh, 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 this. And Paul George should have been the rah-rah guy for real, though, from the beginning, not at the, after you get kicked out of the playoffs. He wants to be rah-rah in the <laughs> locker room. No, throughout the season, right, throughout the season, leading by example, sacrificing and being the rah-rah guy and letting Kawhi just come in and be the assassin. You know what I'm saying? But, like, man, listen, when the, when I see people in the Clippers talking about, yeah, they got to figure out how they're going to, you know, make, basically make this appealing to keep both of those players. My thoughts is you just better make it appealing for Kawhi because you are yeah. lucky if Paul George walks away. You are lucky. You hope what's, you get that. What's, what's the gap between AD and Paul George? As far as what? Like player ranking. Man, listen, AD is a top five player, especially physically. And he's a top five player. Paul George is like probably like around number 18 in the NBA. Probably, probably around 18 or 22. Dude, I can run down 15 players before I get to Paul George. All right. All right. You want That's me to- not going to be able to beat the Lakers. Of course I want you to do it. All right. James Harden. Uh, yes. LeBron James. Oh, Anthony yeah. Davis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Luka Doncic. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, who I'm, I'm just I'm Dame Lillard, about. Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, KD, Steph, KD. Um, I would say J- Jimmy Butler. I'll give me Jimmy Butler. Yeah, over I'll give you Jimmy over Paul. Jimmy Butler, Bam He's got that mentality. Bam out of Bayou, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic, Jamal Murray. Did I say Jamal Murray already? And we did not. Jamal Murray. Um, you, you put Evan the other Paul. guard besides Lillard up there. C.J. McCollum, you know, I won't even do uh, Paul George like that, but C.J. McCollum is right around him. Devin Booker, um, who else am I sitting Are we putting listen, Chris Paul? Listen, Tatum is ahead of Jason Tatum's ahead of him. Jalen Brown is ahead of him. Hell yeah, Chris, Chris Paul? Paul is ahead of him. Yeah, if you tell me you can, they can have Chris Paul in that stupid contract with Paul George, I know my team's going to get better with Chris <laughs> Paul on that. coming back to the Clippers. I don't know what the hell Paul George is going to do to my team. Let me see who else, who else, who else, who else, who else. Uh, I think that's uh, the Philly boys. Either the Philly boys. I didn't know if I could do. You know what? With how he played defense last year, you could definitely both Philly. You know, both Philly players are better than him. Both Philly players. How are about better. Uh, how about Mr. Donovan out in Utah? Donovan Mitchell's better than him. I think I think we're at about seventeen right now. Right. Yeah, like, I think we're past twenty. Right. I mean, just so it's just, dude. No. I mean, listen. Now if we're talking about. If he was playing to his ability, yeah, he's right. a top eight guy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. a hard top eight. Like we really going right. through these list of guys. But man, you you listen. You outside of that 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 year at OKC when he was uh, what, what third runner up or something in MVP. Yeah, right? early you know, MVP candidate. He has he's been checked out. He's, he hasn't been the guy that he was against the Heat in the playoffs for Indianapolis. Oh uh, baby, so. like you can get Donovan Mitchell to miss like 20 shots in a row. You know, how many players can you get that in a playoff game to do that? Dude, it's just, again, I don't even want to talk about that dude because (laughs) 
And then to go into that. And listen, you know what? I, I shouldn't belittle. Um, I shouldn't belittle mental health, you know, because we know it's very important. Uh, but I, I, for him to sit there and be talking about what he was going through in the bubble and how it was depressing, it's like, dude, you a grown ass man. Like, so, and I, I know this isn't necessarily his job. People have to travel away from their family, right, and spend time away from them to make the money to take care of their families. You know what I'm saying? And as an NBA and player, in danger, like he, the bubble was like the safest place on safest earth at that point. Safest place to be. So. Again, like, and again, now, mind you, if him, if he's saying I, I don't like it, uh, I, I understand that. But some of it, and I, I say this for his mental health, you got to pull yourself out of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because there's, dude, it's, it's, it's some more serious stuff out here. You, you're stronger than that, young man. You know what I'm saying? Believe in yourself. You're stronger than that. But just some of that stuff, I just it doesn't vibe right with me. But again, I don't want to belittle mental health. I think sometimes in sports, when we're, when we're talking about this stuff, we do that a lot. I, I don't like to do the Trey Burton thing. You know what I'm saying? Because I've never been in Trey Burton's shoes. You know what I'm saying? So it's always easy for something about the bash former Bears tight end, uh, Trey Burton. But like, one, it's hard to own up to that. So let me also, while I'm dissing him, I want to commend him for pointing it out because we know in sports, a lot of people are fearful with doing that. Look at this great work that Kevin Love has done. But I just felt like, I don't know, because the more I talk about it, the more I feel like I need to just leave it alone because it, that's that man's mind. But I think he can be stronger than that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm with you. PG, get rid of that playoff, Pete. Come on, dude. You 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 you, you suck. Like, you, <laughs> you, like, dude, Luka Doncic took your soul away. Like, Oh, I, my God. I think his soul still is somewhere around Luka Doncic's house. Luka Doncic's house. Like, he <laughs> it's snatched, like the moon around the earth. It's just yeah, revolving. He, no, he snatched it. Like, it was, oh, my goodness. I mean, he, he snatched. Like, how could Paul George, who was looked at as being one of the better perimeter defenders in the NBA, wasn't soul. he in the argument for best perimeter yes. defender going into the year or something? Whoa. White Sox roster news. White Sox declined to tender contract to Don. And them and Nomar Mazar agreed on a one-year deal. Whoa. Hmm. Maybe oh. nor George Springer? Dude. Michael Trevor Bauer? I hope that doesn't stop George Springer uh, coming to the team. Uh, Nomar Mazar, I think I look at Nomar Mazar as being, but even though I think he sh- he should have a better season this season, hold on. And uh, Carlos Ron, boy, he just doesn't oh, seem. Actually, like... I, may wrong. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Sox declined to tender the contracts. No, they didn't give Nomar Mazar a contract either. I was wrong. The Sox declined to tender 22, uh, 21 contracts to Rodon, okay. right fielder, and uh, Nomar Mazar team announced Wednesday. Uh, the Sox did t- uh, uh, tender contracts to Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, Evan Marshall, and Adam Engel. Uh, the Sox and reliever Jace Fry came to a terms of a one-year deal. This is from the Tribune for uh, almost $870,000. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, man, all that, all that. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. If he stays healthy, somebody's going to give them a, a nice rotational picture and Carlos Rodon in another setting. Because you like he, when his stuff is on, man, that slider, you know, like whew, Yeah, somebody can find a way to keep him healthy. Like He's healthy. that dude's got yeah. it. Listen, that I don't know if I should blame Rick Ritz Rear or Rick Hahn for putting that man in those situations uh down the stretch last year. Maybe Don Cooper too. 
You're you're right with that one, Ryan. You're definitely right. But they like to be honest, they didn't do him. They did him a disservice. You know what I'm saying? And I'm again, he hasn't been the guy. Here's your high leverage moment. Bases loaded when we got Aaron Bummer. Come on, okay. Bring his ass out. Bring his ass out. Um, So yeah, so that's your White Sox news at the moment. Again, taking us away from Tony Larusa, but uh, and there was good news on that front too. Oh yeah, as far as the coaching staff or what? The coaching staff being official, but I think they also did a re-motion with his thing, so if he's going to have to spend any jail time, he'll do it before spring training rather than during spring training when they thought it might be. I would love to see him spend a little bit of time in the clink. <laughs> you, you know I'm a really big person. Especially if it was a day. Just imagine a day in the clink. Oh, my God. Listen, can I just see? Listen, I want the perp walk and a, a, a shot of him in the cell at least. All right, just give me, give me those. You got to make him wear the orange jumpsuit, right? Like we need the orange jumpsuit. Let's get the handcuffs, like he's on death row with the like uh, all the violent criminals. Let's uh, let's really put a, a show out there for Tony Larusa. I mean, he already did it twice, right? This maybe could be good punishment for a DUI. I need to see him on the side of the road picking up trash. You know, D would be there with the megaphone. That's right. his way of punishment. Right. right. I need to see him. I need to see him picking up trash. Then I will feel better. But uh, yeah, because I mean, we're, we're joking about it. But driving intoxicated is a serious hell. You could kill yourself or somebody else, let alone injure and maim them. So and, uh, you know, maybe take responsibility for your actions when you have it and you say you're going to change. Then you don't. And then you try to flash some some jewelry and throw out the old HOF. I'm you know what I mean? I'm pull a Pat Riley on you. Look at these rings that I got on my fingers. Right. Uh, yeah, dude. It's just, <laughs> Do you know me? I was thinking about Jerry Reinsdorf just proving to us what Rich really is. Like, I don't have to listen to anything you have to say. This is mine. Shut your ass up, basically. And that's what he told all of us Sox fans. Shut the F up. This is my team. I don't care what you have to say. Boy, we are obviously still in football and basketball is just starting, but baseball is going to be a little interesting around here. The Cubs, they're going to have to somehow show something, show some pulse. And the White Sox is just like, don't mess up this chance. <laughs> and it has, listen, and it's starting to have mess up. <laughs> like, it seems like Jerry's trying to mess it up when it's like, now is not the time for that. Jadakiss has this song on the locks, this line on the locks first album. Um, it's, all the locks got solo songs on the first album. And Jada's, uh, I, I, um, the, the hook was like chilling, sitting on about half a million with all my girls, all my guns, all, I forget, all my women, uh, just for, and it kept going just for the love of drug that. But this is the point that I'd always love this line. He says, when shit be going right, I flip into some other shit. That's what Jerry did. <laughs> going right, he's like, oh, <laughs> right. He I can it. finally make it right with Tony after all these years. Yeah, finally. Right. Oh my goodness! So yeah, definitely. I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing what Jed does with the Cubs. Um, I hope I hope I, I wish they could just retool, but I hope if he really goes the long route, he better bring in some studs. That farm system better be stacked, right? You know, I mean, we better be talking about number one guys, like guys that are in the top ten and and, and baseball, baseball prospectus. You know, like we're talking, like we we better see yeah some stuff. game changers. You better, be, you better have about three of those guys coming back 
um, coming back. I mean, that's hard when you look at the fact that uh, uh, Chris Brown is on uh, the deal is so short. Like, man, you may have to move Contreras because of the, the fact that, you know, he, the control that you have over him. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ken, you know, I don't want to bring up bad memories, but what they really need is like a Fernando Tatis, like getting that guy right before he's going to be top 10 in baseball prospectus. I didn't want to do that, but I was going to say hey, they need a Fernando Tatis. I was going to say, <laughs> but if you know, it burns my mind. I know, um, but yeah, that's that's definitely what you. you that's definitely what you're going to have to have, um, because I, you know, I want to see good baseball on both sides of town. Like it's just, I, it's funny. I think it was about, fun um, when we were doing the whole White Sox Cubs Red Line series, like 2021 or whatever. Like I'd love to get back to that. So I, I definitely want to see it. I mean, it's plus, man. I mean, for right now, we're still trapped in the house. Uh, those of us that are lucky enough to to get some type of uh, living while you know, working from home. Unfortunately, I know some people have to go out um, and some people have lost their jobs, which is just terrible. Yeah. And the government's not doing anything to help anybody. Um, but that's a whole nother discussion for the flip. Hey, uh-huh. you know, maybe if this vaccine comes through and all this stuff, maybe by the time baseball summer, I mean, that might be the hottest ticket all around the country just because you can finally get back together in crowds. How quick are you getting your vaccine shot? Uh... Probably not ultra quick. I'm I'm not I'm not necessarily in a hurry, but I'm I'm antsy. I'm antsy, and I've joked like, man, give me that bad boy. You know, I want I really want the three I don't want the one point All right, I want that's a little scary. To, yeah, I don't want the just man. This is a fresh but back. you so know, like, you could think about it. Maybe the mind altering substances will get only stronger with the two and the three Maybe it's better to get the one because it's still <laughs> like a mistake from the government control. <laughs> Oh, listen, listen. Uh, I watch I watch Moonshiners. Uh, you know anything about oh, yeah. Moonshiners? I remember okay. you watch. I know that you watch this show. That's what I okay. know about Moonshiners. When you, when the, the thing is this. When they're first doing a run and they're creating the moonshine and the, the liquor starts pouring out, that's called the head. And they call, they got to toss out the heads because that that can hurt you. Like, that's that's just... The, 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 is that how people would go blind, basically, back right. in the day? And also, they were using car carburetors so you had antifreeze and other stuff that didn't need to Woo! be in yeah. yeah, we're talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, back in the days uh, when you could not get any alcohol during uh, uh, Prohibition. But um, the thing was that I was getting to the head part because I feel like that may be what this vaccine is, the 1.0. I'm like, oh, that's the head. It's like, give me the one after the heads, right? Like, oh, oh that's God. nasty. Give that to all the healthcare workers. That's nasty. <laughs> And then, listen, the worst part is like, yeah, give it to him. So, I'm, so I can be like, you all right? You all right, Sue? You're doing well? Like, I mean, listen, I swear, if I could hold this off for three years, right? <laughs> that is a long time. My God. Three Dude, years. I've never done vaccine the vaccines like this before. Like, Woo! You're asking a lot to know. Why is this one more milky than the last one? (laughs) Did I get the head? (laughs) So I'm just saying, you're asking a lot. So that's that's just my only that reservation with it. I'm surely at one point I'm going to get it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. you know, for the most part, I'm really See, that's not. the other part too, though. Like if everybody's getting it, you kind of have to do it. Otherwise you're the problem. 
True. That you, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? But uh it's just Give me oh, that man. head, baby. <laughs> But all right, Ryan, man, what you got? Let's go up for grabs. Wanted to get your thoughts. It was announced today, and it's kind of funny because uh, we had Wednesday football for the first time in God knows if ever. And uh, the league has said that they are not planning on doing a bubble for the playoffs at this point in time. And as we know, COVID is running far more rampant than it's ever done. And we have crazy moving arounds of NFL games. And you're wondering how are they going to make the playoffs work if they have to be a very strict schedule? So thoughts on the NFL kind of panning the old uh, bubble idea. Um, I don't think it's a wise decision, but I know there's, I know it's a lot harder to do with the number of uh, players and personnel that NBA, NFL teams have compared to NBA teams. You know, so you're asking a whole lot when you're talking about the 53-man roster and coaches and uh, personnel and all that, um, playing a bubble. Um, but I think they need to if they really want to do it right. Um, you also have to think about it like this. One team's going home. So it's not like you're keeping those teams together longer you know what I'm saying? It's basically, you know, I, I would do it like this, actually. Um, depending on, you know, if the players would allow, I would have I would have had the players in hotels uh, with their families. Uh, hopefully the families are following strict regulation. Um, and then I would just have make sure that they don't get in contact with anything else, straight to the plane, straight to the site. But for the, And I was saying that for the regular season, for the playoffs, I would sit there and uh, have players sit there in a hotel to get to the hotel at the beginning of the week in the town that they're playing. I, also, if you're at your hometown, you're coming out. You, you got to go to the hotel, too. You know what I'm saying? Because that way, as long as we know that that right then you don't have COVID, we have a lot better chance of keeping COVID away from you if you're in our controlled environment 24-7. You know what I'm saying? And listen, mm-hmm. you just got a, you got a month where you're just not going to be around your loved ones. You know what I'm saying? It's just That's just... For right now, that you know, and I know it's it's not fair, but right now that kind of goes with the job with how the world is right now. You know what I'm saying? As far as getting this done, and you know, it's easy to sit there and be like, "Man, I don't want to do that." When owners come back and be like, "Well, give me some of that cash," then you're gonna start thinking, "Man, maybe we should do something like that." So I don't like the fact that the NBA isn't really coming up with the way. And I know it's hard, especially when you look at how long the basketball season and it's just starting to begin uh, to try to even to pull something like that off. Uh, but yeah, we're not even talking about regular season. I do think in the playoffs, the NFL should have should try to go to some type of bubble situation. It may be half a bubble, you know, as far as not being like every team is in Orlando or something like that. But I do think if you can get players into hotels, uh, make sure those hotels are really uh, controlled environments that you are controlling, and that hopefully the players uh, fall in line, that you really lower the risks of getting those outside, those outside, um, getting COVID is what I should say, getting, getting the risk of someone bringing COVID into that situation. When we keep seeing just since COVID has jumped up this last two or three weeks, how many NFL players out? We're watching the game right now, this Baltimore game. And l- listen, Lamar Jackson, uh, and what Andrews is out. Matt oh, Andrews, man. Like, when mean, you look at the Steelers, two of their defensive linemen is like, when you look at all the players, that are out because they're on the COVID reserve list, man. I mean, so they need to do something because you're, I'll tell you this, listen, this is what I've been wanting to talk to you. I have been wanting to talk to you, sir. 
because you crossed my mind. It's nothing to do like you said something against it. Did you watch that Denver Saints game this past weekend? No. Listen, because this is the thing. First of all, Denver had to play a practice oh, team. Oh, yes, the receiver, missing right? quarterbacks. Three quarterbacks out, right? This, this, this is the thing, the, the run that really went under, uh, undercovered as far as watching that game. Neither team basically crossed the 50-yard line for like a quarter and a half, all right? Dude, his ass, and I hope you know who I'm talking about, his ass has 78 yards passing. If they played a team with a real quarterback, they would have had to put Jamison that day. He had run. He couldn't do nothing. I'm talking about Taysom Hill. He, a team that didn't even have a quarterback run, Taysom Hill had 78 yards passing. His numbers look right because he rushed for two TDs. Man, get your ass out of here. And it didn't even Steve hit Young, me. Eh? Come on, dog. Listen, look, this is cute. It's cute. There's no way you guys are going to be able to, to, to get to one, get a bye in the NFC if you keep this kid playing quarterback. 70, it was terrible. Dude, watching that game, because you're, you're like, okay, I know Denver's terrible. They got a, a receiver out here. That's, I'm not even a receiver, like off the streets receiver, damn it. He's a practice uh, squad guy. He's like people, the announcers were like, people in the building didn't even know who he was, all right? So you, they got him out here, right? But you think flipping to the Saints, you're going to see some offense. Right, it was struggling. It was a hard watch watching that game uh, this past weekend. Uh, but yeah, the Taysom Hill experiment. N- listen, it, it needs to come to an end. You need to know what you got, James Winston, because Shawty is just your little trick gadget guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're not gonna be able to take a 48 old year old man to turn him into some pro bowl quarterback. It's kind of late in the game. It's like, listen, this is the equivalent of how Yoda. And the rest of the great <laughs> masters felt about Kwai John trying to train his old ass Yannick Anakin. They was like, man, he's too old to get in this game like this now. You know, same thing he said with like he he kind of old for this. Like that's how I feel about Taysom Hill. But yeah, you crossed my mind in the show because it was Sean like, Payton's oh, Kwai God. Well, I'll train him anyways. <laughs> Give me some of that oxy. But uh, yeah, so you can tell me no, but I'm gonna do it. Whoa, dude, that was a hard, hard, hard watch this past weekend. And I just wanted to bring that to the show because all you kept hearing was Denver didn't have quarterbacks. But guess what? The Saints did not have a quarterback either. Like, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> like, it, the, the worst part, like, dude, if, if, if Denver went up by 20, was up by 20, and then you just wish Denver had a quarterback to see what they would have done because they would have had to pull Taysom Hill out. Like, that's the thing. So it's that one. I, I look forward, hopefully, to, to, to uh, googly eyes getting this chance uh, because right now, boy, that Saints offense is struggling behind Taysom Hill. And it's hurting me in fantasy because I got Michael Thomas. And until the game was playing, I said, damn it, I started Michael Thomas and Taysom Hill was the quarterback, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I still won because I still had the, the Steelers going right now with Chase Claypool, and I was only down by 10 points, so I'm up by like six. Yeah, I'm, I'm good right good now. Good for you, sir. Good for you. So definitely, uh, you, you heard the news. Uh, half of the show is moving to Arizona. Uh, hopefully, we'll definitely keep this going for a long period of time and expand it and make it more entertaining uh, and try to bring you, you know, two different sides of the country. Uh, Ryan giving us a bit of that warm feel down there. And uh, mm-hmm. me in this cold-ass Chicago. Uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, I-, I want everybody that's watching this to wish Ryan the best um, as he he takes this journey uh, for himself, man. And just send all your prayers and energy with him. Uh, hope him Appreciate and it. Stay 
man. Hope that everything is good. Nothing, nothing but you wanting to come back brings you back. Hopefully, it will be the best. That is my there. plan for sure. Yeah. So, Ryan, I definitely appreciate it. And we will be back this weekend uh, with Flipping Friends, uh, Ryan, myself, uh, Sydney. Maybe we'll bring on some of the other guys, too. I, I know uh, Jason said he wants to start doing some other some stuff back with the show, too, since he's freed up. So you probably look forward to seeing a couple guys rotating in and out of the flip. We always appreciate you for sitting here and spending a little bit of time with us. Hopefully we brought you a little bit of insight and a lot of laughs here at That Davis Show. <laughs>